Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Hello and welcome to another episode of Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, the comedy trivia show of answering questions and questioning answers. I'm your host, Spencer Hamilton, and I'll be awarding points to our two teams based on how well they know trivia and how good they are at lying. In Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, an incorrect answer is worth just as many points as a correct one. At least, as long as our players can trick the other team into believing it. Now, let's meet tonight's panel. Hello, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, the comedy game show of answering questions and questioning answers. I'm your host, Spencer Hamilton. Yes! Yeah. Mic check. Oh! <laughs> Love it. We're very excited. Uh, now, oh my god! <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's meet uh, tonight's panel. Uh, do we have a? Uh, or I guess I should mention. Last week we had uh, a movie theme, and this week we have the sequels of those movies. So that'll be the theme uh, for this week. Wait, of the movies we talked about last week? Mm, yeah, for the most part, yeah. Oh. Whoa, it's a double parter. Pretty, pretty good writing. Very, very proud of my writing team. <laughs> Let's uh, meet the team to my left. Well, since this is a sequel, we decided to keep our same name and just add a colon to it. We are Apocalypse Later, colon, Stifler Goes to Band Camp. <laughs> okay. I don't fully know what that means. Uh, American what, Pie had several sequels. Ha-ha. I see. And let's, uh, who are the uh, individual players? I am Sammy Tamimi. I'm Miles Potter. And I am Charlie Williams. Okay, great. Very brisk. I like that. Uh, just so you know, Charlie Williams is a choreographer and is for hire. Oh, <laughs> it's honestly very weird. She's not dancing right now. <laughs> I'm trying to contain myself. <laughs> uh, and uh, let's meet the uh, team to my right. Hi. Um, okay. Last week we were ET something something. I couldn't remember it. Okay. Uh, so this week we are. Same time. E.T. Too fast, too furious, tricycle drift. Oh, I'm wow. regretting not writing these down. Wow. Do you get that joke? Oh, I get that one. I'm a millennial. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy, how old are you? I am 46 and a half. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. You look fantastic. Well, you look thank a day you. over 46. Oh, you're a son of a... <laughs> <laughs> 46? I was going to say 26. I mean, thank truly, you. though, yeah. I, it's because it's the fat and the Asian hiding my age. <laughs> hey, Spencer. Hey, Spencer. Do yes. you not want to know our names? I do. I got distracted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. give, me, give me the name one more time. E.T. Too Fast, Too Furious. Tricycle, Tricycle Drift. Drift. Okay, fantastic. And let's Every uh, meet time we say the team name, we, we say it at the same time. Always. Yeah. And so. we can say it longer and slower for you next time. <laughs> okay, let's experiment over the course of the night and sure. see what feels good. Sure, cool. Okay, and uh, let's, let's meet our players at the far right here. Cool. I'm Nick Wilson. I'm Allie Stark. I'm Dre. <laughs> Don't forget about Dre, guys. Just okay. Dre. Let's, let's, uh, one more time, the team name on my left was Apocalypse. Later. <laughs> Stifler goes to band camp. <laughs> okay. Uh, now let's start with the, uh, the team to my left here. Uh, 1978 Superman has a famous piece of trivia that you might know. Actor Marlon Brando, for years, held the record for the highest paid actor per minute, getting $3.7 million for just 10 minutes of screen time as Jor-El, Superman's dad plus a percentage of the gross. However, not many people know that an actor in Superman 2 also received a ridiculous paycheck, receiving millions for their performance despite not even appearing in the movie. 
What actor had no screen time in Superman 2 but still walked away with millions? What is it? Apocalypse now and now and later. Stiff was revenge. What was it? Whatever. Uh, what actor had no screen time in Superman two but still made millions? Uh, well, a lot of people don't know this. They filmed because of all the Krypton stuff. They filmed it at the same time and used it in the second movie. So it was again Marlon Brando, but they only used his voiceover. Uh, and they sent when they sent the uh, three supervillains to the Phantom Zone at the beginning of the movie. So Marlon Brando got to double dip and get rich. Okay. Sammy, you know too much about yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. that, that sounded very, very good. Very accurate. He, so came, good. he came to us right away and was like, I know hey, the answer. Yeah. Who, who's Marlon Brando? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. Tell me, Just Sammy, who's that? that? He used to be like the sexiest, hottest, most uh, like blue-collar guy, like Stella! Right, and then he turned into the Godfather. Then he turned into like a dirty old fat guy like me. <laughs> You would say, wow. you, you would say I used to be super hot. <laughs> you would say 78 was his peak? No, his peak was probably in the 60s. He seemed like he was always peaking. Um, all of the movies... <laughs> is that a drug reference? <laughs> That's my personal belief about Marlon Brando. Uh, it seemed like so many movies that he was in was his best. Like Godfather, uh, Streetcar Named Desire. There were so many movies that he was like that the guy. I'd movies. love for you to name any, any other movie besides those two. Uh, those are the two movies I know. Well, <laughs> looking, at, looking at our audience, they might know. Midnight in Paris, that was him, correct? Was that him? I don't know. Oh. Uh, the, the, Our audience had a point. I had a chance to get points there, and they, they failed. <laughs> yeah, I was going to get some points. Get some points. It's anybody's game at this point. Uh, any other questions uh, for no. our team here? No. Uh, no, not at this time. Uh, how do you how do you feel? Do you think they're telling the truth or lying? Apocalypse Now. He was in. Yeah, oh, oh yeah, yeah, of course. He was. Was he? That, that's your I, own team's name. I should I should give you're you points. Just no, but they didn't say boy. it when yeah. we asked earlier. He was so late. He's been Googling this whole time and I saw him. My we phone's were, backstage. We were holding it for comedic timing. Yeah. And I killed it. True. What, I mean, what do you think? We're going to disagree that Marlon Brando has been peaking his entire career. <laughs> we're going to agree, agree that. Agree with Sammy that yes. yes. Okay. Yeah, you are uh, correct. It was yeah. Marlon Brando once again. Oh my God. That's right. So basically, uh, after Superman won, Brando sued the producers for what he claimed were unpaid residuals. And in retaliation, they just scrapped all the already shot scenes for Superman 2. Uh, but that came back to bite him because in his cause, he had, a, uh, again, uh, received a uh, cut of the gross of the movie. So over the two movies, he made $14 million, even though he only appeared in one of them. Wow. It's pretty good, right? That's yeah, wow. super lucky. That just surprised us. Hey, different times, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr., by the way, got $10 million for just nine minutes of screen time in the latest uh, Spider-Man movie, so he's getting close to All right, E.T., Too yes. Fast, Too Furious, Tricycle Drift. Now, last week we did a show about movies with sequels, and we never even mentioned the Rocky franchise. So let's talk about the follow-up to one of the greatest movies of all time, Creed Two. The movie stars Michael B. Jordan as Adonis Creed, the son of former champion Apollo Creed, who fell with the gloves of Ivan Drago over 30 years ago. Spoiler alert, sorry. Both Dolph Lundgren and Sylvester Stallone returned to their roles from Rocky IV, and according to Sly himself, so did a couple of his co-stars from the original Rocky. Which two lesser-known characters from Rocky showed up on the set of Creed II? 
All right, what do we think here? Which of these, uh, which two lesser-known characters from Rocky showed up on the set of Creed Two? <laughs> um, so um, now we were a little confused by the question at first. We didn't know if this meant the film or just the set. Like they were just hanging out on set. Sure, which could be anyone. I hey mean, guys. <laughs> <laughs> just, just showing up while yeah, you're in a movie. Didn't even need to be on. I mean, in the parking lot, could have been on set. But anyways, um, <laughs> maybe they weren't invited, yeah, but they yeah. were just stalking backstage, eating a sandwich. Yeah, I'll, look, you, let's assume it's that. Sure. And let's you know like, this is a subjective. You've what, what my arm. I will, so we're I will gonna go tell home. you who I'll go we home and know fire was one my there. writing staff. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're we're gonna tell you who we know that was there. Maybe the rest of the cast didn't know that they were there. Oh, okay, fair, fair. But we know that these people showed up. They were just hiding in a closet. They have no idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just for the spirit of the films, um, we're not going to refer to them by their, at, their names, but more their character names. Their character names. names. Sure, sure, Nick. Yeah. Um, sure, sure, so sure, that would sure, be sure, the sure. original <laughs> and only Adrian. Uh, sure. Rocky's uh, wife. Shelley Duvall? Uh, yes. Was that Shelley Duvall? Yeah. Shelley Duvall from The Shining? Yeah. I guess, yeah. Weird. Um, yeah, so Shelley Duvall, thank you. Um, and, of course... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The and we all know his name. Yeah. <laughs> do we all? Yeah, we, we do. Uh, we all do. We all yeah, do. Yeah. Of course. Um, Say it. The the actor uh, and, uh, and and he was in character on set. Ivan Drago in character on set. So Dolph Lundgren was there as Ivan Drago. Yeah, yes. lesser known yes. actor. Lesser known yes. actor. Less, on yeah. a different day than Shelley Duvall. I yeah. mean, he wasn't necessarily a main character. Of most of the movies. He was a more known character. (laughs) I just don't know. I mean, honestly, you guys, let's just move on. You don't have any questions for us. You know we're telling the truth. (laughs) I just have a quick question, and I'll throw this to Dre, because Dre was very quiet, because he must have had this on lockdown. Full disagrees with your answer. Was was Dolph Lundgren dragging the casket of Shelley Duvall onto set as she was (laughs) passed away at the time of the filming of Creed (laughs) 2? Are you suggesting the actress Shelley Duvall is no longer with us? <laughs> that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, okay uh, just because uh, somebody's body isn't with us doesn't mean their soul isn't uh, with so us. That's so true. So yeah. Dolph Lundgren brought the soul of Shelley Duvall to right, the set. inside his, his ring. Uh, yeah, that's what we're saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do we agree or disagree with us? <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. With Dolph Lundgren being a lesser known character Shelley Duvall still being alive. I would Man. just like, yeah. No. I'm just trying to put myself on set and imagining this, and uh, it's hard. <laughs> It'd be shocking. Yeah. So um, what I want to believe it. I want to believe it, but we're going to say no. no. Okay. Oh, we're going to say you're no. Lost. What do you think the real answer is? We think the real answer is the, the cut men from like the corner of the ring that they were there. Mick? No, no, no. That's the coach. Like the, yeah, yeah. the cut men like, who like, spit in the bucket, Rocky. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cut, cut me. Yeah. Like those, those little minor actors came back for... Yeah, those, you're okay, kid. You're okay, kid. And they right. tie him up. Yeah. So not Mick. The other, the other corner guy. Yeah. Okay. Well, it doesn't really matter. I guess we'll just move on. Uh, it was actually a couple <laughs> of turtles. <laughs> so, what? Wow. That's right. Their names were Cuff and Link. Uh, they were uh, about 44 years old. And the original film... He introduces the turtles to his love interest, Adrian, but forgets that she was one who sold him to him in the first place. Hold up, hold up. Are the turtles credited in the movie? Hard to say. But it was on Sylvester Stallone's Instagram, so it's real. Um, in, in my defense, I suggested a pet pair of turtles. Did you? <laughs> Did you? No. 
Really? Uh, right. We would have said that. Apocalypse <laughs> later. Uh, for almost 40 years, the title belt for America's sexiest archaeologist has been held by Dr. Indiana Jones, who returned to the silver screen in 1984's Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. In addition to featuring a heart being ripped out of someone's chest, monkey brains, and inarguably the worst acting performance in the history of film from Kate Capshaw as Indy's love interest, hmm. Temple of Doom also features an iconic mine car chase sequence. The mine car sequence was a unique challenge for prolific sound designer Ben Burt, who has worked on every Indiana Jones and Star Wars movie. As the shooting was done mostly on miniature sets, Burt had to find an external source for the sound of mine cars as they raced through the shafts. So, how did Ben Burt achieve the screeches and clangs he needed for this sequence? I am old, I am old, it's home from work we go. What do you think? Or how did the sound designer get all these cool, sounds cool. from my car? Um, they actually went to uh, Florida and filmed uh, in the, oh my God, what is that ride called? The one in the dark, the space ride at Disney? Space oh, Mountain. Oh, it's like space, space and there's a mountain. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. space. Yeah. Thank you. Mountain it's space. space. Mountain, space. Mountain, space. Mountain, space. Mountain space. Mountain space. And they just filmed a roller coaster. Um, and then they edited sounds from that. They filmed it and then edited sounds from that. They do <laughs> so much, Miles. <laughs> okay, why would they film... One film. Two. Why would they film a roller coaster of spaceships when it's going to be mines? <laughs> well, that they didn't have recorders back then, so they just like, well, let's film it all and just use the sound later. Okay, I mean, yeah. it was a primitive time in the eighties. Okay. Have you been to Space Mountain? No, it's not actually spaceships. What is it? It's just a roller coaster. It's a roller coaster. <laughs> okay, but the it's theme is it's space. a space theme, so they're going to get like spacey music <laughs> in with it. Are they going to post out the spacey music? Exactly. Yeah. And uh, what? Uh, what? What, what year was Space Mountain invented? <laughs> in Not that to poke holes through a timeline, Shelley Duvall. <laughs> that probably about the 60s, and they stopped it, it in the it late is the 2000s. I'm sorry? No, the Space Mountain is still around. I thought they uh, dismantled it for something else. Now that I know of, it's the oldest ride and the longest line. Mm. Oh, fair enough. Ooh. Question will seem to be in debate. Wait, that means we're have wrong. You, have you guys ever been to Space Mountain? I have, actually. I went one time. What did it sound like? Did it sound like mind screeches, or did it sound like alien screeches? I want to hear aliens. Dre's impression. Much, it's oh. much more so aliens. Yes. Uh, weird extraterrestrial sounds. Give us, a, give yeah, us Dre, some. Yeah, Dre, give us some samples, please. Ooh. Exactly like, like whales, a mine cart. Like, like whales. Like, whales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whales. like a whale. Whale. A whale. That does not sound like Indiana Jones. We rest our case. I do agree with you there. Uh, so do you, do you think they're lying then? Is that... Um yeah. yeah. We're going to disagree. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What do you think we, the real answer was? Okay. So um, the guy, his name that you said earlier, um, he went into a room full of mirrors. <laughs> and he was in this room full of mirrors by himself. Okay. Like a barbershop? What? Like a barbershop. <laughs> like a barbershop, but I'm thinking more of a like a dance studio full mm-hmm. of mirrors. Because mm-hmm. like it's like carnival. you even close the door and the door has mirrors. I was like imagining Game of Death. like a... Game of Death, Bruce Lee. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. And so he's in this room of mirrors, and he just starts screeching, like, Aah! and he's doing it into a tape recorder, and then he takes that tape recorder, and this is the genius part, he plays it backwards. So it goes, <laughs> so it's, but backwards, which is, yeah, exactly. same thing, yeah. And so do mirrors bounce sound the way they bounce light particles? Yeah. Yes. Okay, they do. All right. Well, the, uh, believe it or not, Apocalypse Later was actually right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What? He, they said Florida. They said Disney World. 
Yeah, they said Florida. We'll take partial points. I, I will give you some points regardless. Mm. That's exactly what they did, though. They went, so they recorded uh, every roller coaster in the park. And since there was no one around, they were free from the ambient noise and music that would normally have ruined the recording. So there you go. They went to Disneyland. That's oh, good. Very good. Miles and I would like to thank the power of coffee for our team <laughs> as we drink from coffee cups. Oh, no. yeah. One Bud Light no. from Charlie. <laughs> no product placement. Please. I'm going to find a room for, full of mirrors. I'm going to tape that and I'm going to play it for you and you're going to please, you're gonna hear please it. do that we'll, we'll put that up as Spencer can I give a bonus fact uh, you can give me a bonus fact uh, Temple of Doom was the second PG-13 movie ever the first being the Flamingo Kid I don't think that's accurate please look it up uh, wasn't it was it not Gremlins <laughs> No, Gremlins was PG, and one of the reasons they invented the PG-13 code because it was so gory, and that meant wow. a story of the Santa Claus uh-huh. and the thing. <laughs> I believe it. That sounds pretty good. Thank you for the bonus uh, trivia, but I will not give you any bonus points. Yeah. <laughs> uh, keep right, trying, keep trying, keep trying. Too Fast, Too Furious, Tricycle Drift. While filming Escape from New York, <laughs> Kurt Russell had to break character between scenes because his eye patch was causing him to lose his depth perception. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, eye patch technology came a long way in the next 15 years, and someone realized they could just make a see-through patch out of sheer fabric. <laughs> Either, yeah. Despite this, Russell still didn't go back to method acting as Snake, but he did engage in off-camera behavior to make his performance more believable. And no, he didn't practice surfing on a giant wave. What did Kurt Russell do between takes to make his on-camera performance more believable in Escape from L.A.? What do we think? What was it that Kurt Russell did between uh, So, as we all know, uh, Kurt had a pet anaconda. He named Tuck. And uh, Tuck, uh, <laughs> after, what was it, three or four years? Three or four years of good friendship. Good friendship. Uh, Kurt Russell ate Tuck uh, to maintain his snake character. Right, because the character's name was <laughs> snake. snake. Right. That's why he ate his anaconda. Kurt Russell ate a snake. <laughs> Named Tuck. That he had three to four years of friendship with? Th- roughly, yes. roughly, roughly three to roughly four. Three to four. How long more, what are you more surprised about? They, knew, he ate they the snake, knew each other for six, the snake but the was friendship his friend. was uh, It's all amazing. Um, <laughs> because I think snake has eaten many places, uh, and it's kind of, I mean, that shouldn't be surprising to you. Yeah. Um, Nick? Yes? Of all your friends, which one would you eat first? Um, Don't say me. <laughs> well, I mean... I mean, I would have to. Well, Miles, I would eat Miles. <laughs> I, I too would eat Miles. Yeah. I think we'd all eat Miles. <laughs> uh, can, I'm into this. Can I, <laughs> can I ask why? Uh, Miles is a healthy guy. He's lean. Yeah, Let's stop you know. this right now. Uh, how how long does a snake live? What in people years or snake years? <laughs> 100. Good point. Good point. Rich unit. It's uh, tough for you to say. Uh, Dre, where did the name Tuck come from? This seems very specific. Well, Kurt Russell's best friend growing up in grade school from grade 7th through uh, 12th grade, formative years of his life. Was, uh, his best friend was named Tuck. He lived down the street. It's a deep cut fact. I wouldn't expect you to know it. We know. true fans would. <laughs> Uh, but, hey, did, the more you know. Did Kurt Russell also eat this friend? <laughs> we don't he, talk about we that. Don't talk about, okay. 
Every tuck he knows, he eats. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's such a shame. What do we think? Is it telling the truth? Was it a snake that he ate? I think that I, we disagree. Okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to tell a little bit of a story go for uh, it. right now. Uh, so I've said this on the show before, but I was actually a child actress. And I was in a student film out of a film school in North Carolina when I was a kid and it was um, about a child who had been murdered by her father. Named Tuck. <laughs> Named Tuck. And so as this character, um, uh, the, the father dreams of me and I have no eyes. And so I had to play this character who had no eyes. So I have lived in Kurt Russell's world where I had sheer fabric over my eyes. Is this something I to watch to... anywhere? Because I love the part of this movie. I will give you a copy okay, after the show. Much. So, um, and I, they would keep the fabric over my eyes during takes so that I would get used to it. So, point being... <laughs> He has to play basketball in this movie. And so what he would do in order to make his on-camera performance more believable Uh is he would play basketball with his eye patch and the sheer eye patch so that he could make that shot in one take. You're basically right. You play basketball. (laughs) I don't understand what's happening right now. This is... Amazing. Uh, yeah. He he actually made the shot in the movie. He, it he is did. not CGI. He take is a camera is a half court behind the it's back a full, shot. It's a full court uh, shot. Yeah, yeah, he insisted they use no editing tricks, and every basket needed to be legit, including the full court one. So wow. Yeah, that's a. Uh, this is amazing. It's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. The, coffee, coffee. Coffee. The movie is Escape from L.A. <laughs> the verdict is. We still may not use it to help us here. That's yeah. fair enough. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's jump back over to uh, Apocalypse later, as if we need to give you more uh, opportunities for points. After the success of Back to the Future, the world demanded more time travel, so the studio asked Robert Zemeckis for a sequel. Uh, Robert only agreed to make Back to the Future two if the same stars would return. Michael J. Fox came back. Christopher Lloyd came back. Leah Thompson came back. Crispin Glover said no, but who cares? But they added famous musician Flea, who you might know from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And when uh, the Chili Peppers aren't singing songs about uh, California, uh, well, actually, excuse me, uh, after the success of the double album, Stadium Arcadia, the Chili Peppers took a two-year hiatus. You remember this album? This is like mid-2000s. So what I want to know is during this uh, hiatus, what was it that Flea did to uh, occupy his time? Apocalypse later. What do we think here? What did Flea do in this uh, two-year hiatus of Red Hot Chili Peppers? Uh, yep. Uh, cool. I think it's also fun to know that in Back to the Future 2, he played the character of uh, Tails that Marty races against. Is that his name? Uh, probably. Uh, or ne- Socks. It's, it's Needles. Needles. Yeah. Needles. So yeah. close. Uh, but during this yeah, downtime. Chicken? You don't call me chicken. Uh, during this time, he would do voiceover work That's for right. children's television shows. Can you name a show? He's, there was a famous show that when we were children would have been on. Yeah. Is Ooh. it still on, like Arthur? It, it is not still on, and oh, oh, oh. Uh, this I don't. It was the Wild Thornberries. He played oh, the uh, voice of Donnie, the little feral child. Oh, oh my gosh. Uh, hell yeah! I'll give myself points for that. 
what what word what what we answer <laughs> Uh, but yeah, but he did voiceover work. Uh, he also appeared in several movies, but voiceover work is what he did primarily. Wait, Kinda Spencer, like... did you just give them the answer? Um, what do you, What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> this is a sad question. He already wrote the point down. I see him writing the <laughs> no, no, point no, no. down. I'm, I'm literally just doodling. You just <laughs> confirmed the answer for no, well, that. You just wrote a facts. big check mark and I a smiley face on your. Just <laughs> confirming the answer. <laughs> if you really think that's true, then carry on. Yeah, you or might... are you against this? No. Are you against our team too? Now you're just helping them lie to us, Spencer? Like well, creating more of a lie? Allie, this is just like in Rocky. The cards are down. You you may be knocked out, but you're gonna come back in the uh, final round. This is Spencer. I think my mic just started working for the first time in the show. <laughs> is this a conspiracy? <laughs> you got it out for this team? Yeah. Honestly, it's starting to really feel that way, well, and I've guys, never felt so disrespected. You guys look. They only have eight times as many points as I know. You can still come back. We're only halfway through we the believe, game. We believe in you. Man, well, I guess we have to say they're telling the truth and give us some points yeah. for that, at least. Is that what you, that's well, what you, you want to do? You guys have been on, well, yeah, you guys have been lucky guessing all night, so we're going to agree. <laughs> and Spencer confirmed <laughs> whoa, whoa. it. They, uh, they fooled you because that's not what he was doing. Oh! oh. He was actually taking music classes at the University of Southern California. That's right. Oh. Yeah. That's right. Wait, but then why did you lie to us, Spencer? I've never lied to you once yet. Yes, you did. No, you didn't. said he was the voice in Wild Thornberry. That is true. And he was. That was but before can... Stadium Arcadia. Oh, my. Kylie, <laughs> <laughs> wow. I can't get out of this bench in my skirt. Somebody get me out. Somebody get me out. Allie, we need to get a cherry picker for Allie to get her out of the show. <laughs> yeah, he went back to get a degree in music so he could compose. Yeah, he, he did. He got yeah, music theory, composition, and jazz trumpet. Wow, that was what it is. All right, let's see here. Let's see if we can get some points on the board for uh, E.T. Too Fast, Too Furious, Tricycle Drift. <gasps> now, after the success of Speed, Hollywood wanted more fast-moving vehicles. Several pitches were made to Jan DeBant, the director of Speed, but he disliked all of them. So he went with his own idea based on a recurring dream he had, a cruise ship ramming into an island. Speed 2 Cruise Control premiered on June 13th, 1997, and was a box office hit for one weekend. Speed 2 is ranked as one of the biggest <laughs> box office bombs of all time. However, it did collect some awards. It was nominated for 12 Razzies at the 18th Annual Golden Raspberry Awards. The Razzies are a mock award show celebrating the worst films of the year. The name Razzies comes from the term blowing a raspberry, which is the act of sticking your tongue out and making a fart noise. Someone, thank you. I'll give you some points for that, Dre. All right. All right, Dre. You guys are now on the board. Hey. Uh, so what I want to know is, <laughs> why is this action called blowing a raspberry? I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat. Everybody look at me because I'm sailing on a boat. I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat. Take a good hard look at the motherfucking boat. I'm on a boat, motherfucker. Take a look at me. Straight floating on a boat on the deep sea. All right, what do we think here? Why is it called blowing a raspberry? We don't have an answer. We want you to give the correct answer and give us points. <laughs> that's an interesting well, tactic. Give, we well, they got you, real meta all yeah. of a sudden. I want you um, to give a hint that's either going to throw them off or <laughs> lead them right down the right path. And don't tell them which way. What if, what if I said Don Cheadle? Oh, yeah. Okay, that's your hint. I love this dead air. It's my favorite part of the show. I just went in like four different directions in my head. I started thinking about raspberry berets, and I started thinking about uh, if Don Cheadle wore a raspberry beret in Ocean's Eleven, 
Uh, which wouldn't have anything to do with raspberries. Um, so this is what we're going to say. Okay. Raspberries, um, of course, uh, are, are what raspberries come from when you would, when a baby is upset and you need to cheer the baby up. You take a cute little stomach and you, you blow a raspberry on the stomach. Right. Uh, you would put an actual raspberry on the stomach? You put an actual raspberry on the stomach what? of the... Of, uh-huh. Uh, is, this a, is this a witch remedy for the, the whooping cough? What is this? Uh, I mean, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, we're not discriminating here. Everyone raises their kids in different ways. Fair enough. But you put a raspberry on the baby's stomach. And and... In its belly button. Yeah. Uh, why, why not a different fruit? No other fruit would fit in there. I'm on Nick's team. Right. Yeah, it couldn't be like a He's going to eat you. He's yeah. going to eat you, bro. You can't put a mango in someone's belly button. Yeah, it Go doesn't on. fit. It doesn't fit. All right. So, yeah. A raspberry is the only fruit that will fit in a belly button. In a baby's belly button. Boom. That's true. That is true. That's a Audience, class. that's the takeaway for tonight. Yeah. You're, you're saying that a raspberry is the only fruit that will fit into a child's belly button? As a whole. A fr- a, the whole of yeah. the, the whole I mean, fruit. In my experience, I mean, yes. A bunch of pomegranate seeds, maybe, but... That's you can go one raspberry and you're you're good. How, you're set. How many pomegranate seeds? I'd say like five to seven. Great. I was gonna make up something dumb, but I think Sammy has the actual answer. Uh, only because of your hint towards them, towards Don Cheadle, and then I think you were going so down again, the right track. Giving them the answer. Ocean's Spencer. Eleven. Cockney really? rhyming slang. Amazing! You've done it again. It is cockney <laughs> rhyming slang. Oh. <laughs> oh. It's yeah. what cockney rhyming slang for fart. You even oh. had the phrase cockney rhyming <laughs> yeah. slang. That was which is I don't know what? if you're listening. This is written on, this is <laughs> on the PowerPoint. Right. Written on the PowerPoint. Cockney uh, rhyming slang. I've never said fart. those three words together. No, I've in never my strung those words yeah. together before. <laughs> for oh, the new audience show's members, so fun. there has uh, never been a streak of right answers <laughs> this long. Thank ever. you. Thank you. That's Ever. Uh, it's Kanye rhyming slang, um, raspberry tart, which means fart. Raspberry so, tart. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's also known as the Bronx cheer. Okay. Wow. Uh, wow. <laughs> that's later. You know, it's still anybody's game. Nick, you think, Nick, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Now, you've got a friend in me. It's not just something that I say to myself in the mirror every morning. But also the theme that audience is trying to root, root on the uh, underdog too, which I appreciate. This Everyone a, loves the yeah. underdog. It's a true yeah. Rudy story. We're on your side. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the movie uh, Toy Story, yeah. Uh, after the success of Toy Story, uh, Pixar began working on Toy Story 2, which reunited us with Woody and Buzz and introduced us to new characters like Jesse, Bullseye, and Stinky Pete, the prospector, a.k.a. Frontier Frasier. Toy Story 2 came very close to never coming out, however, with the production almost having to be scrapped after months of development. So, what I want to know is, what threatened the release of Toy Story 2, and how was it eventually avoided? <laughs> you can cut the music. <laughs> yeah, we got it right on. We got it. No, wait, this isn't important. <laughs> can we just give the answer to the other team? <laughs> that's, that's Eric. <laughs> Normally, I take a point. I take a point away from being arrogant, but um, you guys are so far ahead. It's very funny to me, so it's I will justified. not take away points. Just give them the point. <laughs> we we <laughs> actually said this last week, Allie, because uh, we said it for a fun fact for something else. It, I think it was a Toy Story related question. Uh-huh. That they there, there, there was the the hard drive failed at the main Pixar uh, location, but luckily okay. one of the animators had a backup of the movie at home, okay. and that's the only reason they had Toy Story two is because someone had a backup they were working on at home. Okay. I thought you said that was for Toy Story 1. No, Toy Story 1 was because Woody was a jerk, jerk. so they had to redo it. And we just said, fun fact, yeah. other fact. Yeah. Just give him the point. <laughs> well, you're right. That is what happened. Yeah! 
Aren't good. you all having fun? <laughs> yeah, the entire... <laughs> everyone loves the one-sided victory. <laughs> the entire, you know, it's still anybody's game. Uh, yeah, the entire film was accidentally deleted. <laughs> Y'all just getting dunked on. <laughs> Felt like Rich from the booth, Junkie and Honest as well. <laughs> so, so yeah, basically, yeah, one of the uh, let's see, what was it? The, uh, the film supervising technical director, uh, Gallen Sussman, had been working uh, home uh, since she gave birth to her son, and she happened to have a copy of it uh, at her house, so everything was okay. But yeah, Dre, I just want to say it's been a pleasure meeting you. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. raspberry you gave earlier was fantastic. I, I did give you points for that, by the way. I so. uh, appreciate it. Um, hint, hint. Oh, Sammy's got some points. <laughs> oh. <laughs> give give them that point. Give them okay, that point. No, 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 we don't no. want their mercy points. Stop it! <laughs> I don't want your stupid point. Just give them this question. Let's just give them all the questions, and we're just gonna be here. Yeah, this is just a pickup game now. Well, we'll, we'll see what. I'll give you the question anyway. We'll see what happens. All right. Okay. Screen. We block. all know what's gonna happen. Sammy's gonna know the answer. Sammy already knows. It doesn't matter what I say. Sammy already Sammy's knows. looking at the poster of Scream Two and going, "Oh, yep, I already know the answer." I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna Ulrich. Exactly. <laughs> do you know, Sammy? Just before I even do anything, just tell me what you think the question is. Is the question directly related to the movie, or is it a slant question? Um, it's sort of a slant question. Uh. S- Johnny Depp. <laughs> okay. right, Johnny we'll see, Depp's we'll, Creed Aldrich. Well, I'll give you double points if, if you were right. Okay, so Scream wow. 1. We'll just take him. Scream <laughs> 1 was a massive hit, so much so that Hollywood wanted more of that ghost face money. They got the surviving actors back, they got Wes Craven back, and they got some fun cameos. And less than a year later, Scream 2 was set to premiere. The Hollywood studios were, were prepared this time. Knowing that Scream 2 would be box office gold, several movie premieres were moved to the following week. What soon-to-be massive hit was one of those movies that had its premiere date pushed back by Scream 2? We know it! Yeah, we know it. Hey, Rich, cut the music. will not be Just got a really aggressive game. There's no fun to be had anymore. Oh, I'm having buckets of fun. <laughs> I think Allie's got this. this I think Allie named it. Zero fun. I'm having zero fun. <laughs> <laughs> if you get this question right, I'll give you double. Strict business. The movie points. is Titanic. Okay, Titanic. Then. Have you heard of that one, hey. Sammy? <laughs> uh, yeah. Give it iceberg right ahead. Uh, Allie, how many times did you see Titanic? Um, I don't think I've ever actually seen it all the way through. Hey, really? Too. Why not? I can't handle that kind of. Love? Yeah. 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 That type of love I can't do. (laughs) My emotional range is like, gotta be in the middle. And that was like, too hot, too heavy, and then too much destruction. (laughs) It's just too many extremes. I just like pleasant. Everything pleasant. What's Uh, your favorite movie? Um, In a non-joking sense, my actual favorite movie is Clue the Movie. Oh, that's a good answer. Yeah. Okay. Clue the Movie. Because it's funny and it's mysterious, but it's really not that scary. So it keeps me right in the middle. Zone. What, what about in a joking sense? What's your favorite movie? Oh, I don't know. I was gonna say some like kitty movie. How about Pleasantville. Pleasantville. <laughs> Nick, you. what's your favorite movie? In a not funny way. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna eat you. Don't laugh, Miles. <laughs> cool. I was gonna say that I haven't seen Titanic all the way through because I was too lazy to switch to the second VHS. <laughs> Yeah, they double banded those. They double banded them. Worth it. Trey, rule of threes, man. What's your favorite movie? 
My favorite movie is definitely Remember the Titans. Oh, oh nice. That's like, that's oh, that. And now what's your favorite? And now what's your Strong side. Left side. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we all Click. watched that 40 times in, yeah, 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 in yeah. quote unquote gym class. Yeah. This has been a really nice moment. Um, <laughs> yeah. But can you just. But it honestly just feels like, oh, they're wrong and we don't want to make them feel bad. So let's mm-hmm. ask them something they can answer because <laughs> right. it's about themselves. That's what you just did. It's ridiculous. It? No, no, no. The, what we did is we agree with you. We also think it's Titanic. Yep. Yeah, you're right. It's Titanic. <laughs> yeah. Audio the gold. <laughs> I'm stuck behind this bench. <laughs> <laughs> you did get double yeah. points. Yeah, I did give you double points. That's right. Uh, we're right. In the game. Yeah, this is anybody's game still. Kind of. <laughs> we're, we're, we got half of those double though. points, hey, so it's worth I don't it. Don't call it a comeback. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Apocalypse later. Uh, the phrase "electric boogaloo" is often used to denote a sequel, either real or in jest. For example, one might say, "When is Titanic 2: Electric Boogaloo coming out?" The term is actually derived from the subtitle of the sequel to the 1984 movie Breakin, which was also released in the same year just seven months earlier. The movie also had a third sequel called Rappin, but only one actor features in all three films. Which actor is in all three Breakin films? Thank you. Which actor features in all three Breakin films? All right, this this is this could end the streak here. We're not confident about. We're this. not confident we're about not, this. We're not confident because we I can see because I can see the face. I can You're see like the clothes. Paul Newman hustling right now. I don't believe you. <laughs> oh, nice, uh, Alfonso Ribeiro when he was a young lad, kind of like how Vin Diesel used to do break dancing videos. Alfonso Ribeiro, as a younger actor, was a dancer, and this yep. is one of where one of the places where he made his break. Carlton, yeah, Carlton right. from the Fresh Prince, mm. from, from Wolf, yeah, or yeah. Silver Spoons. Right, he was in Silver Spoons as uh, Ricky Schroeder's best friend. I have no idea. I'm so old. We're millennials. <laughs> the thing about your answer is, I'm just assuming in Break Into Electric Boogaloo, they they dance, right? It has a famous dance on the ceiling yeah. uh, moment. Oh, the, oh, like in the Singing Jimmy in the Rain? music video. <laughs> That's just the floor, though. Oh. <laughs> like in Mary Poppins. No, like in Singing in the Rain. Well, they right? do they dance they on the ceiling in Singing in the Rain? Yeah. I've, never seen, I've only seen the first VHS of it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, but this nice. is where it's going with this. Obviously, they're going to be pretty good dancers and break into electric bullets. <laughs> and we all know for a fact, I don't want to like be throwing shade here, but the Carlton is not an actual like good dance. <laughs> it's like a good bad dance. It, it Here's the thing: okay. to be a bad, to act like a bad actor or act like a bad singer, you have to be good at it because you have to know what is wrong. Thank you. It's not supposed to be a good dance. It's supposed to be a bad dance. That's what makes the Carlton the Carlton. Mm-hmm. But do, he do, can dance. Do you guys know what the Carlton came from? The dance? No. For, Fortnite, right? Fortnite. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, no, no, no. So it came from it was uh, actually Courtney Ryan's. Cox. <laughs> Courtney Cox when she danced on stage with uh, um, the boss. Yes, Bruce Springsteen. Bruce, Bruce Springsteen. Springsteen. Oh. Dancing in the dark. Carlton was satirizing her dance. Oh. I'll give you some points for that. Yeah. yeah. Dre! Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> if we get a point, everyone's like, yay, they did it. <laughs> and so as a good dancer, he knew to parody that dance. Yeah. 
Do you think they're telling the truth? Is it Carlton? Trey, I look at you. I, I, I will, I will agree. Well, you tricked them because it was iced tea. <laughs> Uh, these are actually uh, the films came out before he even released his first LP Uh, he has since stated he considers the films and his own performance in them to be quote whack (laughs) whack probably fair cool Uh, Cool. alright here's the final question the final chance to to earn some points here so E.T. Too Fast Too Furious Tricycle Drift this is the this is for everything you're still in the mix you're still in the game yeah Uh, it's zero zero right now okay (laughs) I just meant you're literally still playing the game Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, baby. Does he make you Randy? Yeah, that's Austin Powers. Pretty good, pretty good impression, right? The Austin, Austin Powers, a spy who shagged us. So after the success of the original film, uh, Mike Myers returned in Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me. The sequel continued the adventures of Austin Powers and introduced us to the popular character of Minnie Me, a tiny version of Dr. Evil played by the late Vern Troyer. Before his breakthrough role as Mini-Me, Vern Troyer had an interesting start to his Hollywood career. So what I want to know is, how did Vern Troyer break into Hollywood? You and I. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. All right. What do you think? How did Vern Troyer break into Hollywood? Yeah. Oh, that's 10 more points. Uh, <laughs> to apocalypse. Hey, wait. I mean, we did it. They blew a raspberry and they got 10 more points. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. All right. So, uh, a Vern. It's not. The, the game's simple. <laughs> I, all right. I think you just threw Dre off his game. I want. Uh, yeah, we, I thought we, we had we had. It just it feels game. like bullying. Because <laughs> <laughs> like y'all are having your fun. And it's like I feel like Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Y'all are having fun over there playing your reindeer games, and Rudolph is over here sad waiting for Santa Claus. Uh, I to if they picked up on how to gain points, I can't fault them for. It. I just have to give them points. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> all right, you just got ninety points. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Just just took the lead. (laughs) Yeah, commanding. (laughs) All right, Dre. 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 We just needed to figure out who was going to say it. Dre. Okay. Vern was, he got his uh, Hollywood start as uh, a character in Star Wars. Mm. Mm. He was, uh, he played one of. The uh, I don't know the planet. Okay. Oh, the people the on the planet. Yes, yeah, the, the wooded the wooded planet yeah. where they've got the base. Yavin Four. Uh, actually, uh, yeah. it's Five. actually the forest moon of Endor. Yeah, that's right. Ten points to Sam. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> that was a. Yeah, you guys are getting a bunch of points over there for those raspberries. We don't. We don't refer to. We don't need cheap points. We just we take it from yeah. winning. Yeah. Allie, I look forward to you cleaning those microphones when you're done. <laughs> um, he came up with the game. <laughs> so that would have made him, oh God, how old was he when he, that would have made him how old? I don't know, about as old no. as Mark Hamill is now. Yeah. <laughs> that made me laugh. Uh, so 86 is when uh, the last movie came out with the Ewoks. Right. You think? And in the 90s, 86, 88? Nope. So, 83? 83. 83. I'm going to take away those nerd points I gave you earlier. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So that makes him pretty old to be busting in, in uh, Austin Powers movies many years later. But he was later. pretty old. I think he was in his 
40s? That sounds right. Yeah. He was pretty old because then when he was on The Surreal Life, yeah. he he was like not, his body was not doing very well. He's on mm. a motorized scooter. Yep, he's on the motorized scooter. Wow. and he was. I mean, it's through years of alcohol abuse. But also because his body was smaller, it was just not be, it was not functioning well, very if, well. If he was in his, sorry, if my math is wrong, if he was in his forties when he passed away, that means he was what, like seven or eight when the movies came out? No, forties. Forties uh, when he did Austin Powers. Oh, forties when he did Austin Powers. Okay. Well, Charlie, I, I really don't have any questions. You just wanna? Oh yeah, I, we just disagree. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think was his breakout role? Um, he was a stunt double. For children. For children. I would love for you to be more specific. Uh, Sammy? Stunt double, uh, for, you want like the specific children? Maybe. Like Macaulay Culkin? Here I are the names of all the children. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, you, you're basically right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a stunt baby. He's a stunt baby! He was a stunt baby. Yeah, so in the 1994 John Hughes film Baby's Day Out, Vern Troyer played the titular baby. A stunt baby. He played a stunt baby. So yeah. And his, all his dialogue was... <laughs> okay. Points! That's a lot of points. So right, right at the end here, it was a uh, technically a close game. No, <laughs> it wasn't. Well, I mean, can I just say... Let's say farts counted. I, I will say... I, if the farts are counting, then uh, I, I want to say uh, thank you to uh, Apocalypse Later. You got 130 points. Uh, but with the most farts per capita, I got to give it to E.T. Too Fast, Too Furious. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They came yeah. back in the end. Yeah, so but we they came back okay, in the end. They actually won. They actually won. <laughs> <laughs> you guys all smoked. Uh, thank everybody here, and thank you at home, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Let Sleeping Dogs Lie is recorded in front of a live audience every Monday at 8 o'clock, right here in Chicago at the Comedy Sports Theater. If you'd like to see the show live, go to cszchicago.com and use the promo code FETCH for half off your ticket price. Let Sleeping Dogs Lie is an arcade audio production. Find us at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at LSDL Show. Please rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. Our show is produced by Spencer Hamilton, Patrick Connolly, and Rich Camelucci. Written by Spencer Hamilton, Patrick Connolly, Connor Doyle, Rob Grabowski, Zach Mast, and Mandy Sellers. Hosted by Spencer Hamilton. Our panel this week. Charlie Williams performed with Comedy Sports Chicago, as well as Laugh Out Loud Theater. Miles Potter and Nick Wilson perform with their improv team, Ska, and can also be heard on the Riverside Falls podcast, right here on Arcade Audio. Ali Stark performs regularly at the Comedy Sports Theater. Dre Sampson performs with his improv team Cosmic as part of House Party, Sundays at 7 at the Comedy Sports Theater. And as always, Sammy Tamimi can be found all around Chicago, performing, directing, teaching, and being a nerd. Let Sleeping Dogs Lie is made possible in part by listeners like you. Check out patreon.com slash arcadeaudio for more info on how you can help. Thanks for listening to Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, the world's only game show. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net. Oh, hey there. 
I'm Natalie. And I'm Cass. And we're a couple of geeky gals who love history. And each other. Aw. But we didn't always love the history we learned in class. You know, it often seemed to me that I lugged that big book back and forth from school in my Jansport, and it didn't even have the most interesting parts. Oh, uh, I didn't carry my books to and from school because I had a note that said I needed a copy for home and school because of my scoliosis. Yeah, that tracks. Anyway, that big edited school-approved text was fine, but it was too limited. And neat. And convenient. And you can't hear our air quotes through your speakers, but you can hear our voices and share in our bits as we present Shared History. A podcast that explores the people and stories that your history books may have glossed over. Whitewashed. Manwashed. Or left out completely. We are not historians. We're just two dumb, dumb friends and comedians. But by the power vested in us by Google, Wikipedia, and our library cards and arcade audio, we're creating a shared history. Coming July 2nd, subscribe now on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter at SharedPod. Share you later.